those were some uh, wonderful audio bits. I'm going to sprinkle them all over my salad and drown it in ranch so I can eat it. A modern podcast where Chris and Mike talk about TV, movies, superheroes, and everything in between. It's time for Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name's Mike Royer. And this week, The Iron Fist appears at New York Comic Con. Yes. Wolverine's third movie gets a title. Double yes. Don't go, Power Rangers. Triple Don't yes. And more. <laughs> Quadruple yes. <laughs> yes, very so, much yes. So before uh, we started the show, you said that you were literally looking forward to our riffraff section at the top of the show. Because you had something that yes. you wanted to tell me, so I'm curious what it is. So lay it on. You me. should you should be very curious. So last night, um, there's a my, one of my dad's favorite bands was in town. Mm-hmm. And, uh, his birthday's this week, so I took, uh, so I went with him and my mom and my brother-in-law down there, um, and we were waiting there, and I ran into a guy, a, a fan of the show, Jason. Okay. And he had nothing but the nicest things to say about us and the show. Oh, that's awesome. Like was telling everybody he was around about the show and i was like just overwhelmed by you know um i don't know just humbled by by people who listen to our oh, show and, so awesome. and think we do great things thanks yeah. jason that's so yeah cool. so i didn't i didn't want to tell you right away but i wanted to lay it on you and be like you know people think we're doing good things and that just i'm glad i'm glad people listen that's, that's awesome that's really that's all yeah. we care that's all we care about we'll be here every week as long as you people as long as you people keep listening. You people. I, you, you, <laughs> like it's a bad you, thing. You might, right? You might not even be listening to us. I'm not going to tell Mike the num- the real numbers. I'll just tell him we have hundreds of people every week. <laughs> Thousands. So millions. There yeah. you go. Yeah. This is all just a facade. You don't really post a podcast. You're just trying to get me uh, on Skype every week, huh? Yeah, really, that's really what it is. It's just for me. This well, is all for me. Well, it's working. <laughs> yeah, it is. 90, 91 weeks in a row, so... Um, I also want to, uh, afterwards I took my brother-in-law home and we stopped at White Castle. We were craving a little yeah, White Castle. Yeah, White Castle. I love and White Castle. And we decided we were going to be, uh, adventurous because they have an X-Men Apocalypse menu right now. <laughs> I, I feel yeah. like any sort of novelty, uh, movie themed menu would be done by now, especially since the summer's over. I, I did too, but Apocalypse just came out um, on Blu-ray this uh, week. And, so they're like, we're going to play in this promotion. Oh, it's going to be amazing, guys. This movie's going to knock yeah. it out of the park. It's going to make billions of dollars. We're going to cross-promote with White Castle. It's going to run from when the movie comes out to when the movie comes out on Blu-ray. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> yeah, so I did buy it. I bought it. It's actually my first 4K Blu-ray. I bought it on 4K this week, Mike. Um, but... The, something we got so we, we got um mutant loaded fries which are just crinkle cut fries with melted cheese barbecue sauce onion chips and bacon crumbles so <laughs> okay <laughs> something that's gonna clog your arteries in a minute mm. that's pretty good but we also got the apocalyptic waffle slider <laughs> oh my god what is that so it's um two small belgian waffles are the buns Okay. Chur- a spicy chorizo sausage patty, egg, and ghost pepper cheese. Oh God! I I did not know there was it was I did not know it was spicy sausage or ghost pepper cheese until I'd eaten half of it, <laughs> and my mouth was literally on fire. I'm surprised they're putting ghost pepper in cheese because I, I I'm not like 
super um, accurate when it comes to spiciness levels of peppers, but I think like the ghost pepper is like up there, like top three, I think. If not, maybe number yeah. one. I don't know. Uh, it's um, I just kind of looking here quick on the Scoville scale, which is the spiciness scale. Mm-hmm. I believe the ghost pepper is um, yeah, it's in the the, the upper echelon. Of That's it. right. So man, yeah, you had a spicy train. Yeah, it, it did, and I did not know this. Like they didn't, they don't market that there's ghost pepper on these two things. To be fair, they said apocalyptic, so I think you have to prepare all of your senses before you eat anything. <laughs> described as apocalyptic yeah it, it, do, do not if you if you are averse to, to spicy things stay away from it just just <laughs> get away don't do it now they also had ex- extreme ghost pepper cheese sliders and ghost pepper um regular ghost pepper cheese sliders so I, I have no idea what makes them extreme but i regret eating the x-men apocalypse menu <laughs> man i was i was also <laughs> kind of let i was also kind of let down by food before we uh, jump into the superhero news i went to the store and i bought a box of um uh fudge rounds for like the first time in like years you know they're like little debbie that's kind of like a two really soft i guess oatmeal cookies and then there's like cream mm-hmm. in the middle are you familiar oh yeah oh yeah it's got the drizzle over the top uh no the, i don't think these are drizzle or icing like, uh, okay. No, I think you're thinking fudge rounds. These are the oatmeal rounds. Um, oh, I thought you said fudge rounds. But any, but anyway, fudge rounds. I'm sure they have succumbed to the same uh, portion sizing because I swear these things are way smaller now. They always say they're not getting smaller. You're getting bigger. I'm pretty sure that's bullshit. <laughs> like this fudge round is like so tiny. I think they used to be like honestly. I don't know, like the size of like a coaster. Like they used to be really big, and now I, I feel like I'm looking at like a cookie. So I just have to sh- give a um, give a shout out to little Debbie and tell them fix that shit. <laughs> or I'm not buying oatmeal well, rounds anymore. I, I, how much of that do you need in one sitting, though, Mike? I mean, come on now, that's a lot of sugar and calories. You know that what? You don't need. I'm a grown man with a job <laughs> that. I can buy oatmeal rounds, and when I buy them, I want them to be the size I want them to be. Maybe I'm just going to have to stack two on top of each other and smush them down. I think they have extra large ones you can buy, too. Oh, those bastards, that's what they did. They're like, we're going to shrink them, and then we're going to upsell the extra large ones. So if they want their childhood back, they're going to have to pay more for the extra large. Damn it. Yeah, it's exactly what they They're out there to get you, Mike, and Mm. nobody else but you. Well, that's disappointing. Yes. Well, despite all our disappointments with food this week, New York Comic Con is going on, and as Mike pointed out before the show, it's normally a sleeper Comic Con. We don't get a whole lot, um, mostly comic book news, mm-hmm. I feel, rather which, than actual... Which, like, which makes sense, because most of the the comic book uh, labels, if you would call them labels, you know, they're from the, the city, so... Yeah, yeah. San Diego's for movies, and, and New York is for comics. Is usually how we we separated. But we got some sleeper hits this week, man. And and you're right, they're they're huge, they're mm-hmm. huge. So they're in our news. Let's go ahead and break down. We're gonna start with something we just finished. You just finished this yesterday, right? Luke yeah. Cage. Yes, Luke Cage. We were in a a fever uh, race to finish it before today. <laughs> yes. So. Um, initial impressions we are going to do a spoiler cast so if you are subscribed to us you will get the spoiler cast in your feed you may have already listened to it you may listen to it after this whatever you want to do but um we're doing a spoiler cast to talk about spoilers but off the cuff mike what are your impressions of luke cage well i have to say uh one thing i really enjoyed about luke cage was i felt like a lot of care was taken uh into the character into the story, into the environment, like into and incorporating Harlem into it really well. I liked how they leaned into the whole um, 
uh, like race relations and tensions that are going mm-hmm. on in the real world right now. I felt like that's something that could have gone over really, really bad, but they leaned into it really, really well, and it definitely felt like something that would be a real problem, definitely in Harlem. I'm sure Harlem's been dealing with it on a day-to-day basis way more than uh, the country has um, overall since it's um, such an old neighborhood. Uh, but it was really cool seeing all of that really homogenized together. So I thought that went over well. Um, we learned a lot more about Luke Cage than I thought we would. So I thought that was cool um, mm-hmm. because I was thinking going into it, it's like, oh, we know a lot about Luke Cage already. You know, we've, he's been introduced in Jessica Jones. You're going to have to kind of dig some stuff up or do something to give us more about Luke Cage we didn't know. But we did learn a lot more, which I thought was really cool. Um, there was some, there were some cool little cameos, uh, in the, in the show. I think, uh, the best cameo ever was like in episode 11. I won't spoil anything, but, uh, mm-hmm. you can look forward to that. That was really awesome. Uh, it was a different type of show. Uh, I would have to say if I could say pace wise, I think the pace was a little bit slower, a little bit more methodical. Uh, it, I, love nothing more than watching a Luke Cage just uh, rough up some guys just because he's like he's got he's unbreakable skin he's mm-hmm. un- he's unstoppable and I, I, I enjoy watching him do that uh, but yeah it, it wasn't as action-packed as I'd say uh, Daredevil was I mean I think Daredevil has like a an action set piece that's a uh, pretty exciting and nearly every episode uh, trying to remember back to Jessica Jones I think even Jessica Jones may have had more uh, like hand-to-hand combat than um, Luke Cage did but that still I don't think hurt it in any way so I thought it was overall really really enjoyable a a solid addition Mm -hmm. to the Defenders for sure no, I, I I agree with that. I think I think it's a, a good show, not the best Netflix show of the four that are currently out in that that universe. But you did feel the world he lived in. Harlem does not feel like Hell's Kitchen. Mm-hmm. It feels like a whole different part of New York, and you actually feel like you're there. Like they made it really feel really good. Um, the music choices were spectacular. Oh yeah, um, I, I'm not I'm not much of a of a hip hop listener, but uh, definitely loved. The, I think every episode has a musical guest in it even whether they're playing or just being in it mm-hmm. um i really really enjoy that uh you do get a little more about luke cage i i enjoy the addition of the claire temple the night nurse being in this one way more than she's been in any other show mm-hmm. um and i i don't consider that a spoiler technically because she's been in every defender series so far yeah and she's in the she's in the opening credits as well <laughs> yeah so she was in this one quite a bit which i think was a great ad- she was a great addition uh, this one also had some meandering at times, much like the other ones. I think 13 episodes is way too many for these yeah, shows. Yeah, I think one thing you'll notice in all of these series, right around episode 8 and 9 is kind of when you'd get your quote-unquote filler episodes. Uh, there's usually good content in there. You know, It doesn't feel like they're trying to stretch it out, but they're like, hey, let's try to put a lot of our emotional and backstory beats kind of in this kind of two-thirds area of the season, I think. Yeah, no, you, exactly. And you kind of feel it a little bit. Um, I, there's some stuff I want to talk about in spoilers that, that kind of detracted from it, which I think could have made it a good show. But again, for someone being who's bulletproof and indestructible, they really skimped on the action scenes. Um, I think, you know, we, we've talked about um, one when you, that you saw at a, a L.A. Comic-Con, or not L.A., San Diego Comic-Con, uh-huh. uh, with the, the car door scene. And I think that was about as most action as we got in the series. So um, a little, little disappointed there, but that's okay. Luke Cage, maybe he's not an action star 
but I think uh, our spoiler cast will probably get a more definitive breakdown of it from from us. Oh yeah, so, listen to that. However, the next Netflix series, Iron Fist, we got a release date, we have a release trailer, we have a bunch of videos. We know more about Iron Fist in the past two days than we have since <laughs> the show was announced. Yeah, it's been a bit. It's been a bit of a flood. So Iron Fist comes out March seventeenth of twenty seventeen. Uh-huh. Really excited for that. That's my birthday, so I'm gonna really have a great birthday with that one. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we got a, a an announcement trailer and a teaser look and some artwork and the full trailer and what I can say is what we lacked in lacked lacked in action in Luke Cage. It will definitely make up for an Iron Fist. Yeah, I think that's one thing I'm looking forward to the most with Iron Fist. Uh, just because I really, I mean. It just sounds pretty uh, straightforward, but uh, I love kung fu in action. Who doesn't? Uh, it's so fun to watch on screen. And that's probably, I think, why I still put uh, Daredevil Season 1 above all of the Netflix shows. Uh, right now, it's just because I felt like it had the best action, it had the best fighting, it had the best kung fu martial arts. So I really enjoyed um all that stuff. So, uh, seeing this trailer for Iron Fist, uh, surprisingly, we don't get a whole lot of detailed information about Iron Fist. I don't know if they're considering this a teaser trailer or a, the first full official trailer. It, it's it's a teaser trailer number two is what it's labeled okay. as. So. Gotcha. It, de- it definitely feels like a teaser trailer. We get some cool action shots of a Danny Rand fighting. We finally get to see his like glowing fist, which... I guess would be the first time we're kind of seeing magic incorporated into the Netflix universe really obviously. Uh, in Daredevil Season 2, we, we got some stuff like that, but it was kind of a lower toned and it wasn't so in your face. Mm-hmm. But this is just like, he's got a glowing fist and he's punching doors open. It's pretty rad. Um, I'm really curious what they're going to do with the, the character overall. Uh, I... I think that this is probably going to be the last uh, series until we get the Defenders. Uh, we'll talk about that more here in a little bit. So I think this is really going to be ramping up into uh, getting the team together. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and Luke, I'm not I'm sorry, Iron Fist. This, I mean, it shows some stuff off in the the trailer, the 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 full teaser trailer. Uh, we get some story about his background. You can see him being discovered by some monks. Um, one his it's fist glowing was probably the, the most the coolest thing as he channels his energy and punches out a wall mm-hmm. um, or punches a door and, and just knocks it down. We got to see uh, Madame Gao um, in a split second from Daredevil, so mm-hmm. we know she has something to do with this. And overall, I I liked the action. What I did see, like the slow motion fighting and, and him just taking them down very seamlessly in his kung fu fighting and and whatever his martial arts and that was really fantastic to see i'm glad they're they're it looks like they're giving it the care they get like luke cage and jessica jones and, and daredevil they're giving it the care the character needs yeah there's and, and I, there must have been a fire sale on hatchets though there's lots of little tiny hatchets that danny Rand's gonna have to avoid so uh look out for those yeah yeah five months away and i'm i'm ready for it to be here already so mm-hmm. uh we'll we'll cross our fingers for that one um, so if you want to see any of that stuff, it's in our show notes. But also, we got some news on the Punisher series this mm-hmm. week as well. A lot of stuff. It started production, like we, we predicted, and um, the, um, I guess, I forget what it's called, but like whenever they, they give it a secret title while they're filming, it's called Crime. Mm, all right. What, what so <laughs> very straightforward. <laughs> very, very subtle. Um, guess it is. And we have three... I guess four confirmed cast members now, mm-hmm. um, as of this weekend. We have Ben Barnes as Billy Russo. 
uh, Ben Barnes. We predicted that he was going to be someone else uh, earlier, but he's been confirmed as Billy Russo, the Punisher's best friend from the Special Forces days, who now runs a private military company called Anvil. Mm -hmm. And um, this character actually goes on to become Jigsaw normally in the comics and other movies. So Billy Russo becomes Jigsaw. So we've seen that before in one Punisher series. Maybe we'll see a different one this time. Um, Eben Moss Bacharach has been cast as Micro. We, we were wondering who's doing that. A former NSA analyst whose secrets may be of great value to Frank Castle and everyone around them. So another, you know, very NSA. That's a big topic in the world, so they're pulling that in. And Amber Rose Riva as Dinah Madani, a highly trained, sophisticated Homeland Security agent who's vexed by the Punisher. So Ooh, probably someone who's... Getting vexed. Trying to find, find out who he is. And lastly, Karen Page is confirmed to return. So uh, Deborah Ann Wall will return as Karen Page in the series. Yeah, I think oh. that was kind of uh, the biggest news was bringing in Karen. Uh, when we were talking about the Punisher series in the past, we were kind of curious how much longevity this character could have in his own series. Uh, so we thought, oh, if he does get his own series, he's going to kind of need to bring in some other players to flesh it out. And I think bringing in Karen will really, really help. I'm kind of wondering how much she'll be in the series. Is she going to be super intricate as she is in... Um, you know, to say Daredevil, where she's literally in every episode. I'm not sure, but uh, this is exciting. I mean, we didn't even know this was, like, already filming, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think it's a week or two in, they said, and um, at the panel, and they're, they're going with that. And um, another thing that's come up with uh, The Punisher is that it's a possible Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Netflix crossover. Oh, wow. Um, so at the, the premiere of S.H.I.E.L.D. earlier this year, of season four, they brought in... Um, the creator of the Punisher, Jerry Conway, mm-hmm. and Jeff Loeb, the the head of, he's like, oh, you, this will all make sense later. Oh, like, okay. So if they're gonna use any character from the the Netflix series to tie into Agents of Shield, I think the Punisher is a good, a good, a, a better choice than the other ones. Yeah, but the cynical side of me makes me think that instead of bringing in like John Bernthal, you know, big old bad Punisher to uh, to ABC primetime, we're going to get like a sub character like um, like we'll get like Micro or something to help like um, somebody on uh, the Agency of S.H.I.E.L.D. cast, you know, it's just like, oh, that's Maybe, not really I, as exciting. Well, <laughs> S.H.I.E.L.D.'s not really in primetime anymore. I mean, that's that's kind of why they went to the 10 o'clock darker slot with the and they can do the blood and violence a little more. Um, but he also, I think he did other stuff with like werewolves and like tomb of Dracula series. So it's, it's just a rumor, but that is Punisher. But Jeff Loeb did say that, you know, stay tuned. They might be agent shield Netflix crossover because those two, um, production companies are more intertwined than the movies. I mean, it would. I mean, it would be cool. I mean, I'm sure there are tons of people out there that would love to see a Ghost Rider and Punisher team up. I mean, that's kind of a mm-hmm. that's kind of a classic or, pairing, you know. Or, or go head to head. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> that'd be super cool. Yeah. Oh, um. So I mean, that's just that's just what's going on. And the rumor right now is the Punisher won't make it until 2018. Um. So we're oh gonna wow. Have to, Hmm. But uh, again, they're already filming it. I don't. I see it next fall yeah, yeah, at the I, latest. Yeah, I mean, if it, if if the rumors were real, it would be. It would definitely be like a March. It would be an early release in 2018. They wouldn't just wait until like summer or fall. Yeah. No, I I agree. So um, we're gonna have to maybe maybe see how the the defenders go and and stuff. So uh, we'll we'll keep you posted on the Punisher. Wait, did you did did sorry? Did I hear you say? I think you said defenders. I did the Defenders. Oh my gosh, they assembled for the first time at New York Comic Con this week, Mike. Oh, so rad! 
Oh, man, we got a picture here from Instagram from uh, Kristen Ritter showing off Charlie Cox, Mike Coulter, Kristen Ritter, and Finn Jones. And uh, I believe you just posted on Facebook right before we started recording a great image of them all there together. Yeah, on stage for the first time. It was super cool. And uh, not only would this have been a treat if you were actually in the uh, Iron Fist panel, because I believe uh, the way that they uh, organize things over there at New York Comic Con, I think the line filled up like nine hours ahead of time. I think people can get like vouchers or something to get in line and they can leave. So this panel was like packed and ready to go like a day ahead of time. So I'm sure it was awesome to be in there. I saw a little cam footage of people holding up their uh, cell phones, watching these uh, guys come out on stage. Uh, it was really exciting to kind of feel the vibe through the YouTube video I was watching. But uh, this actually, I think, answers some of my questions that I've been having for a while is, are we going to see the Punisher in the Defenders? And kind of where does that set 2017 for the Netflix series? I, I think this strengthens my idea that uh, obviously we'll be getting Iron Fist in March. I think we're going to be getting Defenders in late summer, and then in the fall we're going to be getting The Punisher because uh, they keep saying that they want to do three series in a year, and I think that's a the perfect fit. And I think if they were going to be putting uh, The Punisher into Defenders in a big role, like why wouldn't he be up on the stage with them? You know? But yeah, no, I agree. I, so well, he well that's also because he's filming right now. They said he couldn't do a lot of stuff because he was filming. But I think you're you're onto something here because we don't know what The Defenders is going to be. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be a 13-episode series. I think it's going to be like a mini-event, like maybe four hour-and-a-half episodes. Yeah, I mean, it's. I've been kind of thinking about this a little bit now since The Defenders is kind of a more of a real, tangible thing. You know, we've gotten logos. We'll talk a little bit here about the villain that's been cast. Uh, but it, it's feeling more like a real thing. So I think it could go one of two ways. Um, you know, I could easily see them going like, no, this is like a Netflix series. We've put all the all of this work into bringing the Defenders together. They're getting a full 13-episode run. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be amazing. This is exactly what you guys want. But I could also see them saying, we've already done all the work of getting them all to all together. You guys all know their backstories. We don't need to waste any time of you guys getting introduced to these people because you all know them. So we're going to just bring you like... Uh, maybe eight episodes, like eight hour long episodes that are super action packed, condensed, and it's, it's exactly what you want. We're taking out all of the, the all the fluff, all the downtime, and it's just going to be straight action, you know, for eight hours. I could see them doing that too. So, I guess we'll just have to wait to see. I mean, the the logos have officially been out there. They're saying Netflix mm. series, Netflix series, Netflix series for all three of them. So I don't know. I, I haven't seen the word miniseries out there or limited series. So I guess we'll we'll just have to wait. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, everywhere I look, it, it says eight episodes, um, which I could you know that's why I chalked up to four hour and a half kind of things because mm-hmm. you know TV size. Um, so I, I don't I don't have a source for that, but that's that's okay. I I, I think eight's good. 13 yeah. is too many. We just we well, just said that earlier. Well, I think there there's two things you can run off this. I think the eight episodes worked really, really well for Stranger Things, which is still fresh in the mind of people that love Netflix. It was a solid eight episodes, hour long. So I think that really, really works for keeping a story going without it slowing down. But also, I don't think they're going to do hour and a half because um, I read somewhere recently that um, – uh, where where was it? Did I read it or did I hear it? I don't remember exactly where I got it, but basically, over at Netflix, they 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 try to get people to to lean away from like two hour premieres 
or two hour long episodes because they're like, from our analytics, we've noticed that people much rather watch a one hour episode and then binge three more than settle in for, you know, 90 minutes or two hours. So I think they'll, they'll keep it to the hour long limit, but I think it, the real question is number of episodes. I think, when no, they, I, th- I think, I think eight, one hours is what I was saying. Yes. yes. I think when so. they first when they first touted the defenders, I would I would have been happy if they said four. I was thinking maybe four episodes, just because you know it'd be kind of more of a movie event, kind of chopped up into episodes. So I, I right. would be I'd be da- I, like, trust me, if they if they say eight, I'm still gonna be happy. Right. Well, I mean, for a movie event, that brings us on to the villain casting. They have Sigourney Weaver as the villain. Yeah, for the defenders, that's Mar- ex- Mar- that's exciting. Marvel got her, and and if they got Sigourney Weaver, she's she's busy. She still does films and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I assume it'll probably be a smaller series to get an actress of her caliber in there as well. Like they don't want to take up too much time of hers. So um, yeah, I'm I'm totally on board with this. I'm really excited for the defenders, and yeah, now that Sigourney I- Weaver is there. Yeah, I mean, Sigourney Weaver is a legitimate star. I'm not saying all these other people in the Netflix series aren't, but I mean, Sigourney Weaver, she is acclaimed enough to where she could have been a villain in one of the big movies that they do. She could have she could have been on the big, big screen in a billion-dollar movie easily, and she could have been a great villain. So I think it's awesome that we get someone of her caliber in the Defenders. But I mean, like, Netflix isn't playing around anymore. Marvel's not playing around. Like, we got the best superhero TV shows on the planet right now on Netflix. We're getting Sigourney. I think that's amazing. Yeah. No, I, I definitely agree. That's that's really great. Um, really great news for everybody involved here. Um, so that's the Defenders. That's the Netflix stuff. Uh, that's, that's just big news. That's huge for everybody involved here. Mm-hmm. But uh, Mike, Mike got a little sad this this he, he saw <laughs> a something salty. a little salty <laughs> he, he got he saw some clickbait stuff here agent carter will return to marvel with Haley atwell doing the voice of a, <laughs> of agent carter in marvel's fourth season of avengers assemble yeah called so, Secret wars so just to break just to break it down if you if you see the title out there it says Haley atwell will return as agent carter Wow, that's amazing. I'm going to click that. I'm so excited. And then the first sentence you're going to read is going to be like, Haley Atwell will return as a voice as an animated version of Agent Carter. And then, okay, you're a little sour. Not that much, but you're like, oh, this is cool. She's getting her own Marvel movie or Marvel (laughs) animated series. That's awesome. Then you read a little bit more. No, she's getting tacked onto a show that already exists. So you know there's not going to be any canon involved there. It's not going to be associated with the show. So, I mean... It's, well, so it's glad so, that she's no, coming back, but I mean, so I'm ooh. actually I'm I'm gonna tell you you're wrong because it can be the same character and it can be technically part of that universe if that character is, because Marvel Secret Wars takes characters from every universe that existed and puts them together in what's called Battle World, mm. and they it could be the TV version of Agent Carter that we know. It, it doesn't have to affect the the movie. But are we universe, gonna get closure, Chris? <laughs> that last no, season ended no, on we're, a cliffhanger. We're not gonna. We're not gonna get. Um, definitely, we're not gonna get closure. I agree. I wished it was. A, I, if it had been an animated movie, I'd have been all for that. Actually, when they said Marvel mm-hmm. animation and, and Haley Atwell, I'm like, oh great, that's a smart idea to close out Agent Carter if we can't get her back into a live action series. Mm-hmm. So um, and then they and you just know kick what? it right in the balls. You know, 
Keep you know what I have to say too? This is this is one thing that kind of disappoints me with the Marvel animated. It's like if this was DC, DC would do that, you know, because DC has. I would have to say one thing DC does have is balls when it comes to their animated movies. Sometimes whether it works out or not, but DC definitely would have been like, oh yeah, let's just give Agent Carter her own animated movie because we we rock this whole animated universe, mm-hmm. you know. Well, with some speed bumps, you know, Killing Joke, but. Uh, yeah, so Marvel, step up and give us a whole, give us some closure, damn it. That's all we want. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll see how this plays off. I'm actually surprised Avengers Assemble has made it to season four. Um, again, that goes against our normal two seasons uh, per animated show rule. Uh-huh. Um, so so that's, uh, I don't know, we'll have to see how that plays off. I'm excited. I'm excited to hear, hear what it is. So um, maybe I'll eventually watch the show. I kind of I put it off for a while, so... Oh, well. Haley Atwell, we're with turn as Agent Carter, just not the way we want. Guardians of the Galaxy uh, is comes out spring of next year. Um, mm-hmm. I guess May, summer, whatever we want to call that era. And is rumored to be adding more Elders of the Universe, but Ooh. that was shot down by James Gunn. Uh, however, that doesn't rule out Thor adding more Elders of the Universe. Since Thor Ragnarok is adding the Grandmaster, who is an Elder, and we've already had the Collector in mm-hmm. the first Guardians... I could definitely see more of them showing up um, in in the cosmic realm of things for maybe Infinity War or beyond. Yeah, well, James Gunn, I'm sure he's like, I'm yeah. sure I got another Guardians of the Galaxy movie in me. Give it yeah. a nice trilogy, so I'll save my elders for then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, the elders are are interesting things because they're known for just doing one thing. Like the collector collects things. The Grandmaster mm-hmm. loves games. Um, I think there's one like the. Um, the judge the judger or something like that just judges things i don't know he just really watches weird. reality shows all day and judges the people on them yeah pretty much they all have like the one thing they're known for so um i don't know if we need them i'm, I'm not too butthurt by this being a rumor or shot down i don't care really so oh well the thing i might be a little confused on is the new spider-man animated series um marvel is ending ultimate spider-man at the end of this series and taking place with a new one called Marvel Spider-Man. So have you uh, have you seen the the current running Spider-Man series at all? I've watched the first two seasons pretty heavily of it. Yeah. I have not watched the second two. Well, I don't know if it's gone downhill or not because I kind of heard this news and I kind of wanted to go out there and see what some people were saying. It looks like some people are just like good riddance to the old show. Um, so so may- maybe some the, people the, are happy. The old show suffers from Family Guy cutaway problems. Uh-huh. Um, and sometimes, but there are like, it's not every episode. It, there are a lot of great things in that, like very, very well done characters and like the way they handle additional characters is great. Uh, it's centers around Spider-Man, Nova, white tiger, um, iron man or not power man and iron fist, like young mm-hmm. versions of them. And it's really well done. Um, but there are cutaways in it at times that are just like, who, who is doing this? Like <laughs> find, find a nice balance. But it was I, I liked the first two seasons. I didn't watch the last two. Um, I just think you know four seasons is enough. Let's let's stop. And I think this is also a way to say, hey, we have Spider Man now. Like yeah. we have our, our cinematic it, universe Spider Man. Let's do something our way with it. 
Yeah, it does make sense. I mean, that's coming up next year. They're going to kind of synergize with that. And also, you got to remember with animated shows, the core audience, maybe not the most passionate audience, which would which could the most passionate audience could possibly be like 20 to 30 year olds that just really love the the animated character. But the core audience ages over time. So there's a chance that your audience could age out of your show. So yeah, four seasons, that's good on them for getting that far. Yeah, exactly. And this one will focus on Peter Parker being back in high school and more on him and not having a group of other superheroes around him. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be more focused on that character. So we'll have to see more as it comes out. The logo doesn't look bad. The the, the character kind of looks like Spectacular Spider-Man. I don't know if someone put that on there or what, but... Yeah, it's hard um, to say. It's it's a weird pose. So you can't really get much out of it. Yeah, it, yeah, definitely. So, all right, cool. Go Ultimate or Animated Spider-Man series. Hopefully it doesn't turn to that movie Mike doesn't want to see. <laughs> uh, we have the third Wolverine title officially, Mike. Yes. Finally. We are five months away. We are we are just as close to Iron Fist as we are Wolverine 3 called Logan. Yeah. Just that's, Logan. That's, that's exciting. It's a good title, actually. I'm actually impressed with that title choice. And the first poster, very dark, very... I'd say this is a dark and gritty poster because of the way like the the HDR is on the hands. You see the dirt and the blood and the scrapes, and the metal claws and a. I believe that's um, Ryan Reynolds' uh, Deadpool's baby hand. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's a little kid's hand. I feel like we're I feel like we're preparing for a funeral. Like you know, it's just it's just it's just called Logan, and then it's just a mm. dark po- poster. I mean, it's going to be a cool vibe, but like. Uh, aren't we supposed to be sending this character off into the sunset? I hope I hope he can just be happy in the last moments that we get to see Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. You know, I want to I want to see him just like like he's he's gonna go off in the sunset and and be happy. You know, I care yeah, about I th- this character. I mean, out of out of all the crap and all the ups and downs we've had in this Fox X Men universe, like Hugh Jackman as Wolverine has always always been a good a good part. You know, like whether mm-hmm. he's it. Whether he's been written bad or written well, Hugh Jackman's always done a great job. No, I agree, and I think I think it kind of shows the bleakness of this. Like, yes, we are sending them off, and this might not be the happy story because the next image we got is a look at um, Professor Xavier for this movie, mm-hmm. and man, is he looking rough in this image? Yeah, he. Like, <laughs> like I think I told you earlier this week, this is the old man component of Old Man Logan. Yeah, old man and Logan is what what I what we, we call it, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Because I mean, um, uh, Patrick Stewart, whatever they've done to him to make him look old and kind of like, he, I think they said that he's losing his mind a little bit. He doesn't even remember who Wolverine is and Logan is sometimes, um, and as just his old age is just kind of given out. So this obviously takes place in the future um, of the X Men universe, and he he looks kind of miserable, like and, and you feel it. Well, I think he's um, tired of seeing his uh, mansion blow up every other day, so yeah, it's, it's, right, it's right. taking a toll. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with that. So we don't know how the story's going to go, but we did get a teaser of, like, I think this is the second page of the script, and uh, definitely talks about, you know, how people get hurt or killed, and, like, this is going to be an R-rated movie, and they're going to earn it. Yeah, um, and, and, and if you can tell by the, the almost the very first word on this page, it is fuck period. So they yeah. are they are going for this R rating, and that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's been some other images coming out, like one a day of like black and white gritty images of, and one shows like a dismembered arm 
um, holding a gun. So I think they're really shooting for that that R rating this time around, and <laughs> gonna give us the Wolverine movie we we deserve because again the best part of X Men Apocalypse was his scene in the um, Weapon X facility when he got out and just took everybody down on his way out. So I, I would love it if this movie is something that we could watch off the heels of The Wolverine, you know, because I felt like that, that movie's mm. kind of been abandoned in the canon almost. It's just kind of this isolated story, which is great. You know, it's great that we can have those every once in a while. Uh, but it would be kind of nice if, you know, you could sit down on a weekend, watch The Wolverine, and just roll right into Logan, and, you know, you could kind of get a nice uh, story going. Yeah, I, I I definitely agree. I think it, it might, but at the same time, because of Days of Future Past, we don't know where this Logan exists or mm-hmm. what the circumstances are leading that because of this time travel and different parts of the universe kind of thing. And I I, don't, I have no idea where where it's going. So, oh well. Um, but this is the last scheduled X Men movie right now that we know of that has been titled. And I want to talk about the next that ties to our next thing because Legion, the TV series, is coming mm-hmm. soon, and they've added actor Jermaine Clement to the cast as an unspecified role. Hmm. Uh, Jermaine, if you're familiar, he is part of Flight of the Concords. Oh uh, he yeah, was, yeah. Mm-hmm. He he was the villain in um, Men in Black Three, and uh, he was a star in what we do in the shadows which i watched recently mm-hmm. uh so um i'm glad he's there he's i think i think he's funny when he wants to be sometimes i hope he's not too weird like sometimes he he gets that like let out of left field kind of thing that doesn't jive with the rest of what's going on but um that's cool he's there and at the same time this weekend jeff Loeb has stated that fox and marvel are building bridges together do the show. Oh, sneaky, sneaky. <laughs> so, not only do we have Legion in the works from Fox and Marvel, we also have the X Men TV show that's coming out between Fox and Marvel. Mm-hmm. And if they're building bridges, maybe that's why we haven't heard what the next X Men movies are on the horizon. They haven't cast, or they haven't announced the next big budget X Men franchise film. Maybe. Uh, it could be possible. I think Fox is going to need some help from Marvel Studios, honestly, to keep to keep the ship afloat. You know, I think it's awesome that Legion is going to be on a network like FX because FX is really knocking out of the park lately with TV series. But it seems pretty isolated for a franchise superhero TV show to be on this, uh, I guess some people would consider it... Um, a cable network you know it's not you can't just get it over the airways you know you got to pay extra you got to go out of your way to watch it you know especially in a day like today when you can just get this all on netflix and stream it over the internet so uh yeah i think maybe they're gonna need something to prop legion up a little bit no i don't think i mean maybe maybe i mean i'm thinking more long-term movie wise and legion it was that first step like hey do you want to work with this? Yes. They're showing good faith leading into these other shows and, and possibly movies. I, I'm i really excited to see kind of where everything goes. I'm re- I want to watch Legion. I, I really do. Um, what I've seen so far has been off off like the wall, like different. So, um, I, we yeah, I, I'll watch it. It's one of the superhero shows I'll watch, Mike, okay? All right, All right. cool. Well, let me know cool. how it is, and then maybe I'll dip, it, dip a toe in. You might. 
Now, something you're not going to dip your toes in, Mike, <laughs> is Suicide Squad. Oh, no. They're Suic- releasing... Uh, yeah. Suicide Squad is like the icky stuff at the bottom of the lake. I don't want to dip my toe they, in it. <laughs> they are releasing an extended edition of the film. Uh, boo. Stop trying to take my money. It's not working this time. I, I think I told you as soon as this was announced, I, if, I don't care if you want to do it, but I am not doing a Suicide Squad extended edition spoiler cast. I'm not putting myself through that again. They already got my money with that stupid but extended Batman vs. Superman stuff. And I think what I heard a lot of people say is they hope that this is not a trend. This is like DLC for movies, and it's bullshit. It, it is. <laughs> uh, two out of three um, DC films have been doing this um, uh, in their universe. And it's only adding 15 minutes, which is akin to old director's cuts or extended cuts they used to do back in like the early 2000s all the time. Mm-hmm. But if you're trying to build a universe and you don't release what's canon in theaters like what are you what are you telling your audience like we can just change the world as we see fit like mm-hmm. through through editing and, and new releases like uh i mean x-men kind of did it with the rogue cut but like they the end result was still the same kind of thing like everything was wiped out at the end of that movie yeah but, and and it's just this weird thing of just like well it's an extended cut but is it is it just like, are they just adding in deleted scenes? You know, most of the time deleted scenes are removed for a reason because the pace of the movie was slow or it was just unnecessary. So, uh, yeah, I'm not falling for it. <laughs> yeah, no, it, this is this is really, really dumb and stupid. And, like, they just need to release a good movie the first time and not be releasing extended editions later to get people hyped for something that wasn't that good to begin with. Mm-hmm. So I, I we're very we're very better about this. Mike's broccoli was steamed when I told him Ooh, earlier this week. Yeah, steamed and it ready was. to eat. It was, it was. But that's okay. We're gonna we're gonna talk about good things in the DC world, and that's the TV series. So we're gonna switch yeah, over to fall TV man. series. Um, the Flash season three started this week, and Arrow season five started this week. Um, I only watched the Flash of the two, um, and I gotta watch it live. Thank God. Uh, didn't have to pull out that CW app, even though it's out there for us to watch. It right <laughs> um, you saw the Flash as well. Uh, yeah. What, what What did you think of the Flash season three? How did it start off to you? So, um, you know, we we kept uh, we were told uh, well before this the season started that this was going to be Flashpoint. This is going to be a big deal. Things were going to be changed. Uh, we're going to be seeing this alternate look at Barry's world, and we were kind of up in the air with how long this was going to last. Uh, uh, some people may have thought it was going to be the whole season. We didn't think that. We thought maybe a couple episodes or maybe up until the winter break maybe, but it looked like for the most part, it was mainly just the first episode was Flashpoint. It looks like things are going to reverberate throughout the season, but it seemed to be most of the event that would be considered flashpoint happened in this first episode. Um, but it was, it was pretty cool. You know, it was kind of like when you got to go to earth two for the first time, you get to see this alternate look at things could have been. So that's fun. You know, you can kind of try different things without explaining it too much. Um, uh, but it moved pretty quickly. I actually thought that maybe it could have been stretched out in the two episodes pretty effectively. Uh, but you know, in, in a, in a TV world, it's, it's okay if things move fast. I agree it should have been two episodes. I was kind of upset at it. Like, I, this is a, the second time in a row I've not enjoyed The Flash. Because oh, no. they've, they've sped things. Like, I, I get it. He's a speedster. He goes fast. But they sped everything up in this. And mm. it really lost the emotional weight at the end of it when he has to go back to his timeline. 
Mm-hmm. Like, um, because again, like Mike said, Flashpoint was this episode. Like, this is the only time we get to see this alternate universe. So I'm like, that would have been fun to explore it just a little bit more, just mm-hmm. a little bit longer. Maybe you know, have Barry weigh in on on what he's actually done to himself and everybody else a little longer, and it would have made that that punch that punch at the end better than it was. Because other than that, I'm like this. This I, I didn't care. I didn't care what happened because I'm like, well, he doesn't care either, so I shouldn't care. So, I was I was just really disappointed with the the premiere episode. Maybe the other ones will pick up. I'll continue watching it, but like, this is the second episode in a row because the end of the season I was not impressed with either. So, uh, cross fingers it it picks up and, and keeps going. Yeah, I mean, it seems like they're going to be dabbling a lot more in time travel uh, this season. You know, the first season was based, you know, on Barry getting his powers, uh, fighting this guy from the future. Uh, but it was very grounded in this one specific timeline. Uh, season two was all about Earth 2, this other dimension out there. Seems like this episode is going to be uh, heavily weighted into time travel. So much so after uh, me and my wife watched the premiere, we got into an argument about how the timeline was formatted. So we, I got out a piece of paper and we were drawing out our timelines. I posted it up on my Twitter account. So we are, we are adamantly opposed to each other's opinions on what's going on in the timeline. So it's going to be very contentious every Tuesday when we watch this when we watch this series because we're all going to be looking for clues to see if I'm right or if she's right. So this will be pretty it'll be pretty tense, but it's pretty exciting. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, um I yeah, we'll have to keep watching and see how it goes, so and see which one of you ends up being right on the timeline. Um did you watch the Arrow season 5 premiere? Uh yes, I did. It was um, I'm cautiously optimistic. I think that's what most fans are going to say when they watch this uh, season opener. Um, the last season was uh, obviously bad. Um, uh, the top criticism, I think, uh, was, you know, you have this guy called Arrow, and he never shoots any arrows. So they really crammed in a lot of arrow shooting in this first episode. I hope they don't feel like they're doing us a favor. It should be like that every episode. He got to use some stunt arrows. He had like a parachute arrow. He had one that like tacked into a computer. There's actually some pretty impressive choreography at the very opening of this episode that was pretty cool. You know, most of the choreography in the last couple seasons have just been lazy. It's just been like throw these guys up on top of a moving truck and have them like kick and block each other. Not much going on there. There was kind of some cool like flips off walls, some upside down arrow shooting and stuff. So it was exciting off the bat. Um, it still has that very familiar, familiar dark arrow, uh, sad guy feel to it. So um, I don't think that's going anywhere. But I would say that this will make you cautiously optimistic uh, that this season could turn things around. So it seems like they're going to try to incorporate maybe some new heroes to kind of uh, mix up the Arrow team a little bit. Uh, so there's there's definitely stuff that uh, might get you excited for Wednesday nights now. That's good. I've heard I've heard um, people did enjoy it, and nothing can be as bad as Season 4. So <laughs> yeah. all uphill from there. Uh, however, it was something that we're not going to be seeing very frequently in Arrow and The Flash is Supergirl. Uh, it's been confirmed by the, the showrunners that Supergirl is not part of the Arrowverse because of Flashpoint. Um, she, what she, is she going have, on? What is going on, man? She will have to jump dimensions, apparently, to see them or something like that, like Barry did. I, I don't know how this is going to work out. I mean, um, it, it, the, it, it makes sense, but I mean, I'm not happy about it. <laughs> well, it doesn't make sense because the last week we just talked about the trailer where she was in the training room 
with Barry and the other stuff. So well, yeah. She's eventually going to get there, but I, we don't know how, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I get that she's going to jump universes, but the, the whole kind of whole point of bringing her over to the CW is so she could play in the same universe, you know, but it feels like if, if there's going to be a barrier between her jumping between universes to incorporate her, it seems like there's going to be a lot of work to get her to go from one universe to the other because I feel like that should be pretty prohibitive. You know, I feel like that's a, a really uh, fantastical thing to do and someone like Supergirl shouldn't be able to just do it at the snap of her fingers. So I was well, I don't think she should do it at the snap of her fingers. I think there's going to be one event that sends her to the Arrowverse. And it's not Flashpoint. Yeah, I guess. It's just going to be... I don't know. I was kind of hoping they'd all get to play in the same sandbox together. But it looks like that's not going to be the case. But at the same time, if I guess if you were a fan of the first season on CBS, it would be kind of weird to port all of those characters over and have them established. Because they'd all be like, oh, I guess we're living in a totally different universe now. Let's just make that our reality. I'm never going to see my friends and family again for basically every character. That wouldn't really work. So I... I mean, I guess there's really no easy way to do it, but um, I was looking forward to that. So, but I guess Flashpoint can't fix everything. <laughs> no, it couldn't even fix the Flash to me. Oh, so, I'm still bitter about it. I'm still bitter. She'll come over. She'll be in the sandbox. I think probably before winter's break, maybe or, or the winter break episode will be the one that, that brings her over. I feel mm-hmm. so. We'll, we'll keep we'll keep a we'll keep our ears open for that. Vixen, the CW animated series, uh, the the second season premieres October thirteenth on CWC, so just next week. Hmm. So I feel like they're gonna fold that app into the main CW app now. It almost seems like CW Seed was literally a seed for their main app. So maybe we'll just be calling it the CW app here soon. Yeah, maybe. Uh, is there is there a cost to get into the CW Seed? I don't know. Honestly, we talk about the CW Seed enough to where I think I should probably download it <laughs> and see what it's like. Um, I really want to get myself an Apple TV because I feel like there's probably a decent CW Seed Apple TV app, and then I could just watch it comfortably on my TV instead of like on my phone or iPad or something. Uh, but you check into that because you have the Apple TV. <laughs> I do. I'm gonna have to look into that because I, I we yeah, we do always talk about it, but I never like I don't know what it is. And there is a, there is an Apple TV app for it. And, and an iOS app, um, but I just don't know if there's like a how, how does it work? There's a bunch of shows, but is it free? Constantine's on there. Um, whose line is it anyway? Um, Mad TV that no one's really watching. So, <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna have to. Yeah, we're if have to anybody, look into this now. if anybody out there downloads, you know, go ahead download the app if you don't have it already. Report back. Let us know if it's worthwhile. And I, I promise, if we get at least one person saying that they watched it and it was enjoyable, we will watch an episode of Vixen on the CWC app, and we'll let you know what we thought. Yes, or at least um, whose line is it anyway? <laughs> no, Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey. The old, the the old series. I think it was on what CW was. I think it was the WB before uh-huh. it was the CW, is actually on here. And I just click play, and it's letting me play. Oh, awesome. With commercials. <laughs> Boo. So, <laughs> yeah, well, that's okay. Birds of Prey wasn't really heralded as a great show. So it looks like it's free, but with commercials. So, yeah, they should totally merge them together. Why are they not merging these two apps together? What's up with that? Mike, you're so smart. It. You should work I... for them. Yeah, maybe. Have you got to watch Westworld yet, Mike? No, I haven't. I We talked about it a little bit because this is kind of supposed to be the Game of Thrones replacer in about two years. This is their big budget uh, TV show. Uh, I haven't got around to watching it. I was excited to, but then I kind of heard some people were underwhelmed by it. So I don't know if that's just because maybe the first episode just doesn't hit the ground running, but I don't know. No, I haven't seen it yet. 
Okay, that's really weird because I've only heard good things. I've not heard oh. anyone say anything. Well, that's bad. good. No, no, tell me that. That's what I want. Yeah. That that will get me to watch it. <laughs> no one. I've only heard good things, and I watched it. Um, they actually they got such good feedback and numbers that they released a second episode online early this week. Oh um, wow! Instead of Sunday, I, so I am in a totally uh, wrong bubble then. But that's good to know. I want yeah. I want an HBO replacement for Game of Thrones. So that's awesome. Um, both episodes, I had a great time with them. Um, it's a very interesting blend of genres. The the thought, like the, the it's a, it's got the high concept in there as well. You you're asking yourself questions. You're trying to like you you want to know more about all the characters, and there are a ton of characters in here with a lot of storylines, and it's just fantastic. A lot a great mixture of sci-fi and western, and uh, it I really really like it. So awesome. I, I think that's cool. I think I think people who like sci-fi um, or westerns, either one, are going to find something to enjoy about this. So uh, I recommend I highly recommend uh, this show for anyone who's looking for something to watch that isn't you know standard uh, primetime affair as as you will. It's so. not TV. It's HBO. It is HBO, and it's great that um, I don't know how many episodes are in the first season, um, but. Um, I mean, it's got it's got a big it's got a great cast and all the actors really sell it and uh, love it. Just love it. Just had a great time. So there we go. Awesome. The Blade Runner sequel has gotten a title officially. Uh, it's called Blade Runner twenty forty nine. So I wonder when it takes place. <laughs> do we know what year the first movie took place? Off the top of my head, I do not. I, sh- um, I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have asked you. I think most people know that we're not like Blade Runner super fans. We obviously love uh, Ridley Scott. You know, he he's made some awesome stuff. But yeah, November November twenty nineteen. Oh, okay. So it looks like we got a we're 30, 40, 30 years. No, yeah, thirty years in the future. So I guess uh, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it did come out. Uh, the film did come out in nineteen eighty two, which. It was a lot longer than I thought it was, mm-hmm. um, which would have been 92. We're about four years later than the actual 30 years, so it's over 30, 30 years since it came out now. So yeah. I guess that's, I, I that's think, okay. Yeah, I think we're going to have to sit down and like oh, watch Blade Runner so we can talk about it a little bit more intelligently. Which, which version? I own it, actually. I like Blade Runner. I just don't study Blade Runner. <laughs> yeah, I feel that's a good way to put the movie. Like, there's a lot of pressure when it comes before you watch it, because you got to, like, weigh all these options. Oh, do you watch what came out in the theater? Or do you watch the director's cut? And I don't know. I've heard mixed opinions on what which one you're supposed to watch. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's like some people um, like some people tell tell me, oh, you know, watch the original one first, and then watch the director's cut, and it's just like, hey, man, I only have so many hours in a day. I got lots of superhero shit to watch. I can't watch the movie back to back. That's insanity to me. So uh, it's only going to be one. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I definitely, I definitely agree. I think th- of the versions, there's the regular version, the theatrical version, the director's cut, and the final cut. And I think the final cut is the one that people say that you should watch. Because it has everything in it that that's supposed to be in there. I don't know, but if I watch it, I think that would be the one I watch. We'll, okay. we'll, we'll, we'll have to sit down and plan it out because we got a while. There's still film in this movie, um, and it's got Harrison Ford, and I believe it has uh, the guy from Drive, Ryan Gosling, in it. So excited to, to see what goes on there. Lastly, we've been people have been waiting for this. I've, I've had a lot of people ask me about this this trailer, Mike. Power Rangers, the first Ooh. trailer released. This is exciting because usually uh, our last bit of news on the show are just kind of some uh, trickling in things that you put in there to make me angry. But surprisingly, this is big news and it does not make me angry. 
Oh, really? So you enjoyed the trailer? Oh, well, it's, are, 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 we, uh, are we split here? What did you feel? I, I feel like this is a very, very generic film. Uh, <laughs> none of, it's The Breakfast Club meets, like... Um, Chronicle. <laughs> Chronicle. Well, everyone says Chronicle. I didn't feel Chronicle, but I, I, a lot of Breakfast Club vibe coming off of it. Like, oh, no, we're going to Saturday school because we're troublemaker <laughs> kids. And they, I wanted to see Zords, Mike. I wanted to see Zordon. I wanted to see Alpha Five. Well, you and it was just a very generic trailer to me. Well, you, well, you know what? This is this is what I have to say about the Power Rangers movie so far with this teaser trailer. Uh, this, first of all, um, is starting with really, really low expectations from us. Uh, so when I heard they were even making this movie to begin with, I was just like, oh, whatever. I'm not going to see it. I don't care. Uh, but then when we get this trailer, it. I, I loved how kind of uh, restrained it was. I don't know if just because they haven't got around to finishing the CG yet um, or this was intentional, but I kind of liked how we didn't really see anything. Like the most we saw was just a little bit of their suits uh, connecting them at the very end of the trailer. So you can kind of be teased a little bit, which is what a teaser trailer should do. Uh, we, we got a different vibe of what these characters were like. I, it's harder for me to remember back in the day what the original Power Rangers were like when they first met. I think they were like all just goody two-shoes, good students, if I remember right. Um, so I kind of like the angle that these are kind of bad kids, you know, they're not exactly, um, they're not exactly, uh, chosen for valor necessarily. So I, I kind of like that angle. It seems like they're doing something a little different to where they get powers without the suit. So I don't know if that's going to be uh, a tick in the good column or bad p- column. Cause it was always, Oh, they have to morph into their power suits to get their powers. But it seems like they're going to have powers outside of the suits. Maybe that's just a way. They, to- I don't even think they had powers in the suits. It just like gave them like a defense defensive mechanism. No, I, I thought cause I, they were all, they that- were all martial. They were all in a martial <laughs> arts school in the original one. Like yeah, well, I, the- yeah, that's kind of how they got the martial arts skills, but not necessarily superpowers. But anyway, I I kind of like just how it's it's restrained. You know, I I definitely uh, wouldn't have been surprised if we got something similar to just like a Michael Bay trailer. You know, just tons of explosions, all of it in your face, just Zords flying all over the place, and just like, hey, we're throwing Power Rangers in your face. Like it, like it, like it. Look at all this budget. Look at all this VFX budget. But I kind of like how it was restrained. Now to say, uh, um. I don't know where it's going to go from there, but I can say I have been effectively teased. Uh, so that's that's good. Uh, I'm sure this movie could still tank, you know, but all I have to say, it's a good teaser trailer. And maybe this whole John Hughes thing is going to be a new vibe that we get in our blockbusters. You know, everyone said that that footage that they saw at Comic-Con for Spider-Man felt very John Hughesy. You know, we're kind of getting a similar type of setup for this Power Rangers movie. Maybe we're kind of bringing this, um, we're bringing this bit of filmmaking back into our blockbusters. That might be kind of exciting. You know, I don't know if you're a fan of John Hughes movies, but sometimes they're they're pretty fun to watch. No, they they can be when you're in the mood. I don't think they're <laughs> a, a, something you turn on and just watch every day. Um, but I I don't know. I'm I'm on the opposite end. I think this is a very bland and generic trailer. I don't care about any of the characters after watching this. I don't want to know about them anymore. I don't want to see like you said the Michael Bay trailer of explosions and swords, but even a tease of the actual swords. What like maybe just like a glimpse at them like something because they were on the posters like i know they have the models done mm-hmm. um or even brian like what brian cranston brings to the table as zordon like a nice like maybe just his voice or something mm-hmm. 
I don't know. There was there's more to Power Rangers than just the kids and being these you know social rejects that that have been chosen. I don't know. I just wanted. It's very generic, and I I would probably get lost in it, not knowing I was watching a Power Rangers trailer. Well, I'm glad that we're kind of on the opposite ends of the fence because I like it when we disagree about things on the show. It makes it more fun. So I hope the next trailer just gets us more contentious, and then I hope <laughs> it gets to a point to where like you just don't want to go see the movie. But uh, uh, but I have a feeling we might have to spoiler cast this one just because, uh, like they said in the teaser trailer, this is an international phenomena. Well, if it comes to that point, I'm just going to tell you all the Rotten Tomatoes reviews as they come out through text message, so you <laughs> hey, don't want to hey, watch it by the time you hey, get there. It didn't work with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, so I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go into this movie with that vibe. Hopefully, have some fun. Because okay. that, I mean, that's like that's a big part of my childhood: Power Rangers and Turtles. I mean, seriously. Mm. So this this movie's this movie might be just for me. Uh, yeah, Mike's gonna be the one fan. They got the, they got him. They got the one. They got um, him. They got they got my twelve fifty. Uh, other people other people messaged me and said they liked it, and I was like, okay, that's cool. You can like it. I just it's not for me. And <laughs> you can like it. I just think you're stupid. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> but something we didn't get in the trailer, however, it has been confirmed that Goldar will be in the in the movie as well for Power Rangers. Yeah, if you so, don't remember who that guy is, he kind of looked like a he was an Egyptian gold. an Egyptian god personified. You know, he's got he's got uh, like the golden armor and like the I don't know maybe bat wing, not really bat wings or like he had he had wings, wings and armor and like a, a dog face. And yeah. the the '80s uh, rock star mullet hairstyle yeah. going on. I think so. I'm really excited because I feel like this is a character that would transition really, really well to a big screen budget. So I'm really excited to see this guy with a full like CG face and just like like maybe this would be a good version of something that we might get out of Gods of Egypt, that movie that did not do very well. So I think he could look really cool and really vicious. So um, yeah, cool. Well, uh, yeah. We got a Power Rangers trailer. Uh, we got a, a John Wick trailer. We got a Iron Fist trailer. It, it was a pretty exciting, ramped up weekend. Yes, it is. And still more is coming out of it. So if anything leaks after we record this, we will definitely be sharing with you guys next week, or mm-hmm. or maybe on our Facebook page, or you know wherever else. But if people want to find what you're doing, Mike, in your free time, where can they do that at? Well, as always, you can uh, follow me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram, and you can read my webcomics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to follow you, if people want to get in touch and let you know that you're wrong about the Power, Power Rangers movies, no. but, may, but maybe right about Westworld, where can they follow you? They can find me on Twitter at Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or uh, over on Comic UI, or on my other podcast, Filmside Chats. Uh, which is on iTunes and filmsidechats.com, so you can find me there. And if people want to see maybe stuff that we share from New York Comic Con they missed during the show, where can they do that at, Mike? Where well, not, are all the other places they can find stuff? Yeah, at? well, not only that, if they want to catch the Luke Cage spoiler cast that uh, that is dropping at the same time that we'll be dropping this episode, uh, you can find all of that at superheroslate.com. That is the best place to find all the avenues we host the show and to get these uh, show notes so you don't have to track down every single link for all the awesome stuff that happened this week. You can get it just all from our website. So you can follow us on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Tumblr, 
Tumblr. You can subscribe and get us right in your email inbox. That is the that's actually the quickest way to find out as soon as we post a show. Is subscribe via email. Um, you can like us on Facebook and you can follow us on Twitter. If you're a fan of the show, please consider leaving us a review wherever you listen to the show. That's really awesome. It helps us get into some fresh uh, eyeballs, fresh earlobes. You know, we we just want the freshest of body parts that uh, uh, extrude off the face. And uh, if you're a super fan of the show, just share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy. Be like Jason, who just goes to a concert mm-hmm. and just talks about a podcast. I'm sure he might may have annoyed some people, but I think I think more than likely he just made more friends talking about superheroes uh, with a crowd of people. So I think that's awesome. But uh, yeah, that's been a week. Uh, stay tuned for Luke Cage. Yes, stay tuned, and we'll catch you guys next week. All right, bye, everybody. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. He's congratulating me for picking a real brewed iced tea.